Welcome to In Conversation, a series of captivating and insightful dialogues with leading writers, artists, and spiritual teachers. In Conversation is a production of Banyan Books and Sound. An oasis in Vancouver since 1970, Banyan is a gathering place of the world's wisdom and healing traditions. Come by for a visit or find us at banyan.com for live events, books, and more. This is Farin Azrali, and I'm honored to be here with Simrit Kaur, who is a yogi, musician, teacher, and singer. She has been traveling around the world singing on her concert tours and also teaches a very interesting and fascinating course called Supreme Sound. And we're here to talk about all that you do, all that you do in yoga, chanting, music, and sound. Awesome. It's nice to be here. Thank you, Farah, for having me. appreciate it. So tell me first, what brought you to the path of yoga and nad yoga? Um, that's a really broad question for me because I had been practicing uh, nad yoga since I was a little kid in the Greek Orthodox Church Choir when I was studying the ancient Byzantine hymns. The Byzantine hymns really influenced my music, the tone of the music, um, the quality of the music, and the resonance of the music, and also the actual chordal structures that I create and melodic, um, the melodies that I sing, you know, are very, um, very influenced by by that. That's really where I started um, in college. I started Kundalini Yoga. I was just really drawn to it. I was always different growing up. I was always different in my family. Um, but I felt like there was more to life. Like, like I, I just wasn't really feel, I didn't feel like I was getting, you know, the answers that I wanted about like what this was all about. And then mm-hmm. I started studying yoga in college and I started chanting as well, um, the chanting, I mean, I'd been singing my whole life um, and, and you know, chanting in the church my whole life. So when I started chanting the chants in the Kundalini Yoga tradition, it didn't seem that different than what I'd been doing my whole life. But, I mean, it just all felt so familiar to me. And so I think I really dove into the chants uh, once I was in college and I really started studying I started studying the language of Gurmukhi, which is an offshoot of Sanskrit, which is the language that I sing in. Um, most of the chants are in that, even though I sing in other languages as well. Yeah, I just, I feel like I was I was looking for something to um, resonate with in life that was deeper than um, what the eyes could see, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started... I started Hatha Yoga, and, and I got certified in Reiki. And then after that, I, I was like, hmm, I feel like I want something that's going to take me real deep for the rest of my life, and I could just do, like, one meditation or one this or one this. And I found Kundalini Yoga, and after one, it was like three minutes in the class, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this tool for the rest of my life. And that's when I really dove in, and I have been doing that for – Gosh, like 18 years now. So 
How has yoga transformed you? I I don't think it's transformed who I am. Um, it definitely helps me be comfortable in my skin. And I think that's the biggest reason that I do it because I feel like when someone's really comfortable in their skin, they don't have anything to prove. They don't need to lie. They they don't need to, um, you know, defend themselves because they're comfortable in their skin. And I think that most people in the world, uh, or I would say, I don't want to generalize, I'd say a lot of people in the world are not comfortable in their skin, uh, especially growing up in this, this time when there's so much going on in the world and so much busyness and so much information and it's really easy for the mind to run amok and be um, anxious and confused and scared and excited and all these different things all the time and it's exhausting like really exhausting and uh, overwhelming and um, just the amount of information that we're exposed to these days is ridiculous I mean so, you know, we have to do something that will give us the nervous system strength to be able to handle all the information that comes our way because we're bombarded with it. And we also have to have the intuition. Or the intuition is always there, but we, we have to have an intimate relationship with the intuition in order to decipher what kind of information will serve us and what will not. So we can easily discard stuff that's not for us. And then also we have to develop the electromagnetic field, the aura, which is scientifically proven. We all have these now. It's like we have to have the electromagnetic field strong enough so that it can let what what serves us come in and, and reflect or deflect what doesn't serve us and protect us. Um, and, and, and that's really important. And people need to realize that it's important to do that's why it's important to do something with your body and your breath, whether it's yoga or exercise or something. So you're strengthening the nervous system and the electromagnetic field because that's needed right now. And so when I found this system or when it found me or however you want to say it, I feel like there was an immediate resonance and it didn't change who I am. It just, and it didn't transform me. It just, helps me to stay comfortable in my own skin because it's easy because of what I was just saying to be so uncomfortable in these bodies, you know, and and on this planet, it's really easy to be uncomfortable. And a lot of people are uncomfortable and that's why they take antidepressants. And uh, it's it's hard sometimes for people to bear the pain or the weight of the world or to bear all the information. It's just, it's just ridiculous, you know? So there's, this system of kundalini yoga is one that I found is incredible at leveraging a person's innate power and strength so that they can live a happy, prosperous, and healthy life on the planet. So, and you know, and that includes, and as a huge part of that is being comfortable in the vehicle that we've been given to, to, to roam on the planet for a little while. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. I mean... You know, that's that's why I love this practice so much. And let's talk specifically about voice. How is how we make sound and use our voice a part of that? Well, uh, my teacher said that our voice is 100 times more powerful than somebody else's voice. 
Um, and what I've learned in the study of Nada Yoga, and I'm, I'm always a student of Nada Yoga, and Nada Yoga is the yoga of sound and consciousness. And our own sound is, is so important to us, um, not just so that we like have a fun time singing. I mean, not everyone is meant to go out and be a public singer. That's not why we have these voices. Um, and some people are, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. We, it's so imperative that we as a human beings develop a, an intimate personal relationship with our own unique sound because it's that sound that unlocks different like coatings in our system. Pretty much like everyone has a unique sound for a reason. There's a reason that not everyone sounds like, you know, Beyonce or there's a reason that not everyone sounds like, you know, the girl next door or this person. It's like, I, I don't want to sound like anybody else. I want to develop my own voice because it's my power. But not only that, like physically it creates change in our body because our body is a resonator channel. And the reson this resonator, it, it's like a huge instrument with 72,000 strings called nadis. And those nadis are energetic channels. That's how the prana moves through the life force is what prana is, another word for prana. That's how the life force moves through our body is through these nadis, these strings, these nadis, in order for this for the life force to move freely and do and and, and naturally uh, do what it's supposed to do. It has its own intelligence. We don't have to guide it. it. It's like if if we're in balance, it does its thing, you know, and our bodies do its thing. Uh, so I feel like sound is imperative. Our own sound in particular, is imperative for our healing and for the depth of our relationship with our intuition and also for our happiness. And we forget that in the West a lot. I mean, I, went, I just went to Europe with my band and, um, like, people just sing so freely in some places. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's a powerful thing. There's a reason we're giving these voices and... Um, you know, our health can change from having a relationship with our own sound. And, you know, when you sing, when you're singing and whether someone's around you or not, you feel so good. It's like elating to sing and and use your sound. So, and, you know, when we cry, it feels so good to cry when, when we're meant to cry, you know, when we're like, when our body needs to purify and when our eyes need to be cleansed, it's amazing to tear up and cry. I mean, it's a gift. And But when we squelch that or when we squelch the voice and the throat, then we cause problems with our hypothalamus and we cause problems with our diaphragm and we cause problems with the lungs. This causes things like depression. It causes things like mucus. It causes things like bronchial disease and stuff like that. And it causes a sluggishness and a heaviness people don't realize that the, the physical body and the mind is all they're all connected and the voice is the key that connects both of those and the body you know is just the substratum of the mind so when we sing we unlock this incredible or when we speak from our truth or whatever it is when we use our voices in a very authentic way we unlock this incredible power and healing in ourselves that gets squelched in a lot of people, and it's really sad. So when I teach these workshops, 
this is what we talk about and we open the voice and I also teach vocal techniques as well for people that want to learn that kind of stuff because I am a singer and I do study the voice and I do study music. So that's another part of it. But, um, but in general, it's a, it's a very beautiful thing to see people open to their sound. It's, it's very healing on a lot of levels. I'm thinking about the name of the workshop, Supreme Sound, and in particular, the, the saying from the Vedas, Nada Rupa Para Brahma, that the form of the divine is vibration or sound. Has these practices of working with voice and sound and vibration helped you connect with the divine? Yes. Most definitely. That's, for me, that's the most unobstructed view and feeling of the divine that I have is when I use my voice. Nothing else matters in that moment. I'm in, I'm in total, I'm in an altered space most of the time um, when I'm singing um, or when I'm practicing even. Or uh, It just feels so good. It, it's uh, it's amazing, and it's uh, if I feel funky or you know whatever. As soon as I start singing, within a few minutes, my whole mood shifts, my relationship with the emotions that I'm feeling shifts. I mean, everything. It's it's amazing, and and I'm really focused and present with like what's really going on now, and all the other stuff just kind of falls away. That's why I love to do it because it feels so good. I think that's why people do it in general. It's so (laughs) healing. It feels so good. So, yes, definitely. I feel that's when I feel divinity the most, I would say, Mm -hmm. for sure. Tell us a little bit about mantra and the power of mantra. Put your mind in a space of presence. The transportation system into the the neutrality of the heart and the mind. So, like, even, this is really cool. For instance, if I'm, like, getting ready in the morning in the bathroom or whatever, and I'm chanting a mantra over and over and over, I'm still able to be present and do stuff and brush my hair and brush my teeth and do these things, but my mind isn't, like, thinking about 50 different things at once. It keeps me, like, really present in that moment with whatever I'm doing and it that in itself is really amazing and healing so and it feels good because you're not pulled in a bunch of different directions so a mantra also it consolidates the prana it consolidates the life force and that's what's really important about it in a nutshell mm-hmm. you know in your answer you mentioned heart mm. I think the heart is in the sincerity of the sound. The heart lives in in the sound, but it lives inside of the sound. It's not some idea of, oh, I chant a mantra or I sing or so, you know, it's it's an actual experience and, and the sincerity of the sound. And that's the key. That's the, that's the kicker. If that's not a part of it, then it, none of it works. You know, it's, you've got to be coming from a place of, um, you know, not, it's, it's not a cliche thing. It's not a dogmatic thing. It's just, you know, you got to be sincere and whatever that is, it doesn't mean you have to be happy. The sincerity really is important key in that and the yearning 
you know, of wanting uh, to be sincere. You know, I want to be a sincere person because I know that that's that's good for me. It feels good and other people feel good around me when I'm in that space. So that's what this does. I mean, just chanting the sounds in these particular mantras, um, they direct our tongue in different places on the roof of our mouth where we have these 84 meridian points. And so these mantras are like maps, too. They tell us what direction to go, so they tell us where to put the tongue at certain um, points in the sound or in the word or in the phrase. And that particular combination of how the tongue permeates the those meridian points on the roof of the mouth creates a feeling. It creates an actual feeling in the body and it correlates with the heart, it correlates with the glandular system. Um, you know, the lips, you know, when we chant a mantra, we like to engage the lips, the tip of the tongue and the navel um, just because the mouth in general correlates to the heart, especially the lips. And uh, then, you know, we harness our power at the navel. And so in order to project, we have to have a strong navel. And in order to project a, a, a really beautiful heart space, our navel has to be strong. So it's, um, it's quite the thing, you know, and they work so well in tandem together. So the yoga um, or the asana practice, um, you know, with the exercises and um, the mantra and the singing and all of that stuff really combines really well to open the heart. And I mean, that's to me, all the, all the masters and sages say it singing or chanting mantra, all of that is the quickest way to the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to in Vancouver? Want to meet people. It's my favorite part of tour. Is, is meeting people. I mean, putting the music and singing and chanting and all that is amazing. Um, but I love to meet people afterwards and hear about their experiences and, you know, hear about their experiences with the music during the concert or with some of my CDs or in their life or whatever it is. I just love to talk with people because um, in those concerts, people really crack open. And it's like a very real and humbling experience to meet people in that space. Yeah, it's a really beautiful energy. So I don't really have hopes for it. I know it will be very beautiful, and I'm, I look forward to meeting all the lovely people there. Yeah, so that's it's really for me. It's a huge gift, and I get a lot from that. So I'm really grateful that people come out. Uh, lastly, I just wanted to ask about your name. What does it mean? And how do you um, relate to the name that you've been given? Simrit Kaur means the princess or the lioness. Kaur means lioness. And Singh, um, these are, this comes from the Sikh tradition, uh, Singh means lion. And um, my teacher Yogi Bhajan gave me this name. Um, when I first started on this path. And Simrit Kaur means the princess of the lioness who has mastered the practice of remembering God's name or the name of the universe or the divine or whatever you want to call it with each breath. 
And that's a pretty hefty name. I was like, wow, that's pretty hefty. Uh, I think that's beautiful, and that's not beyond me by any means, but it's something to meditate on, and it's, um, I remember it whenever someone says my name, even if I'm not consciously thinking about the meaning of it, it has a certain vibration is what my teacher said. And he said, every time someone says it or you say it, then that vibration of that particular sound, the nod of that particular word or that sound, you know, has an impact on you, whether you're thinking about it or not, you know. And um, for me, it's about doing the best I can, you know, in all sincerity and doing the best I can to be a good, honest person and to be understanding and, and patient with people. That's what that's what Simrit means, is being a good person, a kind person, an honest person a real person in the real world, you know, that, that is a human being and and being able to remember that everybody else is, we're all the same in that way, you know, we're just human beings doing our best to get around in these weird bodies in this weird time and, um, you know, and to enjoy life in, in each moment as much as I can. That's not always a reality, but, um, you know. So that's what my name means, and it reminds me uh, to be in that space. So I really appreciated it when you said it. You said it so beautifully earlier, so that was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sumerit, it's been such a pleasure to listen to to you speak and share your experience and share the inspiration to practice and to use voice in a way that helps us to awaken uh, something inside of us that's beyond words, I would say. Uh, indeed, for sure. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's it's really an honor. Um, I appreciate you spending the time to interview me. And yeah, we love what y'all do. We, <laughs> love, we really love what you're doing, and it's really important. And uh takes a lot of work to get this kind of information out to the world. So thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. You've been listening to In Conversation, a podcast of Banyan Books and Sound, Canada's spiritual and healing resource since 1970.